Chapter 3, verses 31 through 36 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 31 and 32. He that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all, and what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. Chrysostom. As the worm gnaws wood and rusts iron, so vainglory destroys the soul that cherishes it. But it is a most obstinate fault. John, with all his arguments, can hardly subdue it in his disciples. For after what he has said above, he saith yet again, He that cometh from above is above all, meaning, Ye extol my testimony, and say that the witness is more worthy to be believed than he to whom he bears witness. Know this, that he who cometh from heaven cannot be accredited by an earthly witness. He is above all, being perfect in himself and above comparison. Theophylact. Christ cometh from above, as descending from the Father, and is above all, as being elect in preference to all. Alcun. Or cometh from above, i.e., from the height of that human nature which was before the sin of the first man. For it was that human nature which the word of God assumed. He did not take upon him man's sins, as he did his punishment. He that is of the earth is of the earth, i.e. is earthly, and speaketh of the earth, speaketh earthly things. Persostom, and yet he was not altogether of the earth, for he had a soul, and partook of a spirit, which was not of the earth. What means he, then, by saying that he is of the earth, only to express his own worthlessness, that he is one born on the earth, creeping on the ground, and not to be compared with Christ, who cometh from above, speaking of the earth, does not mean that he spoke from his own understanding, but that in comparison with Christ's doctrine he spoke of the earth, as if he said, My doctrine is mean and humble, compared with Christ's, as becometh an earthly teacher, compared with him, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Augustine, or speaketh of the earth, he saith of the man, i.e. of himself, so far as he speaks merely humanly. If he says, aught divine, he is enlightened by God to say it, as saith the apostle, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. John, then, so far as pertains to John, is of the earth, and speaketh of the earth. If ye hear aught divine from him, attribute it to the Enlightener, not to him who hath received the light. Chrysostom. Having corrected the bad feeling of his disciples, he comes to discourse more deeply upon Christ. Before this would have been useless to reveal the truths which could not yet gain a place in their minds, it follows, therefore, he that cometh from heaven. Gloss, that is, from the Father. He is above all in two ways. First, in respect of his humanity, which was that of man before he sinned. Secondly, in respect of the loftiness of the Father, to whom he is equal. Chrysostom. But after this high and solemn mention of Christ, his tone lowers. For what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. As our senses are our surest channels of knowledge, and teachers are most dependent 
on who have apprehended by sight or hearing what they teach. John adds this argument in favor of Christ, that what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, meaning that everything which he saith is true. I want, saith John, to hear what things he who cometh from above hath seen and heard, i.e., what he and he alone knows with certainty. Theophylact, when you hear then what Christ speaketh, what he saw and heard from the Father, do not suppose that he needs to be taught by the Father, but only that that knowledge which he has naturally is from the Father. For this reason he is said to have heard, whatever he knows from the Father, Augustine. But what is it which the Son hath heard from the Father? Hath he heard the word of the Father? Yea, but he is the word of the Father. When thou conceivest a word wherewith to name a thing, the very conception of that thing in the mind is a word. Just then, as thou hast in thy mind, and with thee thy spoken word, even so God uttered the word, i.e. begat the Son. Since then the Son is the word of God, and the Son has spoken the word of God to us, he hath spoken to us the Father's word. What John said is therefore true. Verses 32 through 36. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony has set his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Chrysostom, having said what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, to prevent any from supposing that what he said was false, because only a few for the present believed, he adds, and no man receiveth his testimony, i.e. only a few, for he had disciples who received his testimony. John is alluding to the unbelief of his own disciples, and to the insensibility of the Jews, of whom we read in the beginning of the gospel, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Augustine, or thus, there is a people reserved for the wrath of God, and to be condemned with the devil, of whom none receiveth the testimony of Christ, and others there are ordained to eternal life. Mark how mankind are divided spiritually, though as human beings they are mixed up together, and John separated them by the thoughts of their heart, though as yet they were not divided in respect of place, and looked on them as two classes, the unbelievers and the believers. Looking to the unbelievers, he saith, No man receiveth his testimony. Then turning to those on the right hand, he saith, He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal. Chrysostom, i.e., hath shown that God is true. This is to alarm them. For it is as much as saying, No one can disbelieve Christ without convicting God, who sent him a falsehood. Inasmuch as he speaks nothing but what is of the Father, for he it follows whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, Alcune, or hath put to his seal, i.e. hath put a seal on his heart, for a singular and special token, that this is the true God, who suffered for the salvation of mankind. 
Augustine, what is it that God is true, except that God is true, and every man a liar? For no man can say what truth is, till he is enlightened by him who cannot lie. God then is true, and Christ is God. Wouldst thou have proof? Hear his testimony, and thou wilt find it so. But if thou dost not yet understand God, thou hast not yet received his testimony. Christ then himself is God the true, and God has sent him. God has sent God, joined both together. They are one God. For John saith, whom God has sent, to distinguish Christ from himself. What then was not John himself sent by God? Yes, but mark what follows. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. To men he giveth by measure. To his only Son he giveth not by measure. To one man is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge. One has one thing, another another. For measure implies a kind of division of gifts. But Christ did not receive by measure, though he gave by measure. Chrysostom. By spirit here is meant the operation of the Holy Spirit. He wishes to show that all of us have received the operation of the Spirit by measure, but that Christ contains within himself the whole operation of the Spirit. How then shall he be suspected, who saith nothing but what is from God and the Spirit? For he makes no mention yet of God the Word, but rests his doctrine on the authority of the Father and the Spirit. For men knew that there was God, and knew that there was the Spirit, although they had not right belief about his nature. But that there was the Son they did not know. Augustine, having said of the Son, God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him, he adds, The Father loveth the Son, and further adds, And hath given all things into his hand, in order to show that the Father loveth the Son in a peculiar sense. For the Father loveth John and Paul, and yet hath not given all things into their hands. But the Father loveth the Son, as the Son, not as a master his servant, as an only, not as an adopted son. Wherefore he hath given all things into his hand, so that, as great as the Father is, so great is the Son. Let us not think, then, that, because he hath deigned to send the Son, any one inferior to the Father has been sent. Theophylact. The Father then hath given all things to the Son in respect of his divinity, of right, not of grace. Or he hath given all things into his hand in respect of his humanity, inasmuch as he is made Lord of all things that are in heaven and that are in earth. Alcune. And because all things are in his hand, the life everlasting is too, and therefore it follows, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Bede, we must understand here not a faith in words only, but a faith which is developed in works. Chrysostom, he means not here that to believe on the Son is sufficient to gain everlasting life. For elsewhere he says, not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is of itself sufficient to send into hell. But we must not think that even a right belief on Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is sufficient for salvation. For we have need of a good life and conversation, knowing then that the greater part are not moved so much by the promise of good 
as by the threat of punishment he concludes but he that believeth not the son shall not see life but the wrath of god abideth on him see how he refers to the father again when he speaketh of punishment he saith not the wrath of the son though the son is judge but maketh the father the judge in order to alarm men more and he does not say in him but on him meaning that it will never depart from him and for the same reason he says shall not see life i e to show that he did not mean only a temporary death augustine nor does he say the wrath of god cometh to him but abideth on him for all who are born are under the wrath of god which the first adam incurred the son of god came without sin and was clothed with mortality he died that thou mightest live whosoever then will not believe on the son on him abideth the wrath of god of which the apostle speaks we were by nature the children of wrath end of chapter three